This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and D. 15. And now we have to go to all 52 and make a program about each and every one. Lincoln A to Lincoln Z. Lincoln A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. Here, 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 I agree with the previous speaker. We are Lincoln A to Z on the East Midlands radio station of the year, Siren 107.3 FM, and you'll find us online, sirenonline.co.uk. And uh, in a little while, you'll find us on the webcam too, when one of us bothers to go over and click a mouse button. Now, I'm Paul Tyler, and the producer man is Johnny Hoare. Hi, Hello, Johnny. Hello. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was a bit previous. Now. We're crushing each other's vocals here already. I mean, read the script, Johnny, read the script. Johnny, can I invite you to click that mouse button that plays the audio of this week's randomly selected grid, please. I'm Simon. I live in Peterborough. Lincoln is where I studied at university and where I spent the best time of my life. I've got G10. Right, where's this? Wow, look. Middle of nowhere. <laughs> Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. G10. You're listening to Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM, the programme that's visiting 52 randomly selected grids from the A to Z map of Lincoln and sticking our noses into what's there. So, Johnny, I'd like you to spend the next 10 minutes, please, the next 10 minutes, informing the listeners of exactly what is in this week's G10 grid. (laughs) Well, um, (laughs) normally at this part of the show, I I, I get our website up um, so I can have a look at a picture of what's in the grid to just remind myself of all the streets and all the the massive detail that's in there. I I did that again this week. I don't know why I bothered because (laughs) literally there's nothing. There's one thing in it that isn't even really there. It's a red dotted line that is the border between North Stephen and Lincoln, okay. and that is it. Okay, well, this sounds like a challenge, but hey, we, n- we never want to uh, eschew a challenge. Now, in the unlikely event that you're going to know anything about this grid, I mean, as I've never read anything out more pointless, have I? Uh, then please, please get in contact with us. You can email us, lincolnatorz at sirenonline.co.uk. You'll find us on the Facebook, and of course, we're on Twitter. Hashtag Lincoln A to Z. And you can find out all the details about the programme, visit previous grids, listen to the podcast and find out where we're going on our fantastic website. LincolnAtoZ.co.uk Well, enough chatter. Well, in the studio at least. So uh, let's have a listen and find out what happened when Johnny and I visited our G10 grid square. We haven't got a satellite navigation system. We've got smartphones between us, but... Uh, we've neither the time nor the patience to be downloading uh, apps that are going to tell us that we're in exactly the position we need to be in. Um, but we reckon, <laughs> by the crows flying, by looking north and seeing the cathedral, uh, and by looking around us, that we're in G10, the G10 grid square. Uh, one of our middle of a field jobs. And we, we've had one of these. We had one of these in the first series, didn't we? And we went out to that... Uh, middle of the field jobs and we made it we made probably one of our favorite programs actually out of all of it uh, we found out that, that johnny probably was the owner of the land around there because there was a place called Haw hill and 
uh, it led to us having an archery competition in the studio. Didn't you remember that? Do you remember the heady days of when we first started? And uh, we were enthusiastic about making programmes about the middle of a field because no one else had done it. And we're in the, uh, the latter part, the latter stages of Lincoln A to Z, heading towards uh, getting all 52 randomly selected grids completed. And, uh, and here we are again now in the middle of a, of a field surrounded by oilseed rape. It's the start of the hay fever season. I feel okay so far, but oh, later on today I'll be moaning. Oh, there'll be some moaning going on. And it's the border. This is the border between Lincoln City and North Kesteven. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, really, when you look on a map, that is the only feature of this area. It's, there's a few fields, but when you look on the map, there is this big red dotted line going right through the centre of it, which is kind of... It's something. It's something. It's kind of important, I guess. I mean, I don't know, when we try... I think we should try and identify exactly where that line is and then try just walking back and forth across it and see if we feel any different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think you and I, Johnny, mm. I think I speak for us both here. Correct me if I'm wrong, which, yeah. I, which you will anyway. Feel very much part of, of Lincoln City yeah. itself, and we have a certain amount of disregard, disrespect even, uh, for those across the border. Am I right? I'd agree with that, yeah. yeah. Neither of us could actually, you know, paint a picture of why that is. It's a feeling, you know, it's just like why... Why a Lincoln City fan wouldn't particularly be fond of a, of a Grimsby Town fan or a Boston United fan, maybe. I, I think we sometimes make too much of it. <laughs> trying to make something out of nothing, but, uh, but it's definitely there. Uh, and I'm sure the people across the border, uh, well, we know they feel the same way, don't we? You know, we yeah. know they look down their noses at us uh, over there where, where they've got all that money. <laughs> and it, it probably does come down to that. Since, since we were last in this area, because uh, this this grid that we find ourselves in now, G10, is the it's diagonally, diagonally northwest, uh, away from, from from the grid we were before. I think we picked up on before about the this area being marked up for for property development, uh, and that's continuing at a very, very slow pace. Things do happen slowly. I know they happen slowly everywhere, and it's probably a cliche to say. <laughs> Uh, that they happen slower in the countryside and, and, and Lincoln because of its, well, sometimes backward tendencies. But, uh, it, you know, the, the, the development of this area will happen slowly because a lot of people do believe that this area is a flood plain. It's easy to see why. Uh, we know from previous grids that uh, Joe, uh, who does our, our history, Joe Hughes from the Links Year Archive, has talked about, well, Lincoln used, it used to be the Trent. Lincoln used to be the Trent, or the River Witham, certainly. Uh, that area used to be the train. Go back and find it. It's, it's on the podcast. Go and uh, go and have a dig through. And again, studying now, it's like when we stood over the other side of Lincoln on the Eastern Bypass, and you're you're in somewhere really, really peaceful, tranquil. You can hear the birds in the background, um, and they want to flatten this concrete over it and build bricky houses. But we, we're torn again. I, I'm torn again as I stand here thinking about progress, and you know, people need to live somewhere. Why wouldn't you want to live here? It's very nice. And, and, and just keeping, you know, keeping nature and things as they are. And uh, this oil, oil rapeseed field that's, that's going to affect my eyes very soon. You know, we need, we, we need that to, to feed the country. Uh, and, and the more you build on this land, the, the less food you can grow. And the more you have to import, etc. You know, it seems like a vicious circle. Uh, Johnny, stop me wittering. What do you think about this? I, mean, I know what you're saying. When we're stood here, surrounded by all this, this glorious countryside, the idea of building on it is just, it, well, yeah, it I mean, just feels kind of wrong. But you, you and I are, are relatively progressive people, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, you know, we yeah. Know. I think what you've probably always got to keep in mind is that everywhere was like this once. 
and you know I, I live in a Victorian part of town that was fields at one time maybe it's to do with the fact that I mean, let's be honest the sort of buildings that we build nowadays they're not built to last nobody takes a massive amount of pride in them you look at most housing estates now they're kind of thrown up you look at Victorian houses and you think the people who built them were thinking those are still going to be here 200 years from now whereas you know that developers now are thinking these are designed to last 60 years and I think that's what makes it a little bit sad that not only are we going to build on the countryside, but we're going to build things on it that we're not even that proud of necessarily. Uh, I don't think anyone minds a field being built on so much if what's going to go there is, you know, is, is something to be really proud of, something beautiful, something that real effort has been made about. You see, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, the producer, Johnny Hall, Radio Academy Award nominated producer, Johnny Hall, can still be stood in the middle of a field and give a lecture on the value of Victorian <laughs> housing over modern day housing, um, which I find remarkable. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, if, we, if we climbed Mount Everest, Johnny, and we yeah. did a programme about climbing Mount Everest, you'd be stood at the top of that going, yeah, yeah, it's all right, but it's not a Victorian house, is it? <laughs> well, I didn't mention plastic windows. I'm quite no, proud no, 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 no more, no more. That was uh, with two series ago I banned that. So at the beginning of this, I did say I wasn't going to check it on a mobile phone and see, but I'm, I'm really quite curious as to exactly where the boundary is. There's not many markers on our Lincoln A to Z map. Um, when you come, when you because you'll all come, you'll come in droves to come and see our exhibition at the collection, and you'll see this tatty map. <laughs> this tatty map is going to be part of an exhibition. It's brilliant. I love it. And uh, this is art, ladies and gentlemen, art happening right in front of your eyes. Um, you're going to say, how on earth did they find the line between North Kesteven and Lincoln? And... Uh, it's guesswork, isn't it? I mean, you know, really, it's a lot of guesswork. But I, sometimes you just have to make a statement, make a position, make your position known, and say, "This is it. This is the line." We, we I've checked on my phone <laughs> GPS, even though I said I wouldn't because I, I kind of wanted to bring some authenticity to proceedings. However, even that didn't help because technology is nowhere near as good as it could be. So we're going to declare it. I'm going to declare that we're we're, we're stood on it now, uh, and we're facing north, looking at the cathedral, uh, the glorious building on top of the hill. And uh, if we take one pace forward, Johnny, one pace forward, we'll find ourselves in North Kesteven. Um, okay. Here goes. Uh, how do you feel? Yeah, I feel my, my wealth expanding. Yeah, you're paying um, more council tax now? I, I'm, yeah, I'm paying more council tax. I feel my, my intolerance of all the cultures kind of increasing. Um, <laughs> I, d I, d <laughs> I don't like it. I want to go back to the city. Can we go back to the city? Uh, yeah, one step back. Oh, that's better. Oh, wow. What I feel the, the culture and the... Boy, what a relief. Hipster tendencies. They're all coming back. <laughs> Hipster. <laughs> you spent the last ten minutes preaching on about a Victorian house. <laughs> and you're calling yourself a hipster. It's truth. Hipster indeed, Johnny. I don't... Really, can you... <laughs> I'm a hipster. Uh, yeah. Look at these jeans. Look at that. Look at that jumper. <laughs> look at that jumper. You can see that on the webcam. I mean, obviously, this will be in a podcast at a later date, and you won't appreciate. Uh, we, we should perhaps take a picture of that jumper and put it on the website. Yeah, if you want, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, later in this series, Johnny, me and you, like, I've already planned a fallout between me and you about fashion. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you need to think long and hard before you start <laughs> before you start looking at what other people are wearing. Anyway, anyway, there we go. So I think what we've what we've analysed about ourselves, you know, we this is it's a journey around Lincoln, but it's it's, what it's always going to be about you and I because we're making a radio program here, and radio is all about egos. Yeah. So uh, what happens is when we um, when we don't really have a lot 
to look at or see about uh, we either uh, quibble and bicker between ourselves uh, you know which to be honest we do on most grids anyway uh, or uh, we, we we start uh, <laughs> causing fights unnecessary fights and squabbles and uh, uh, and separating areas just like we did back up in uh, Cherry Willingham and Reefham uh, if you remember that no one really took to that and uh, quite rightly as well you know it was ridiculously uh, mind numbing and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if North in North Kesteven. You see, I, I think sometimes when we when North Kesteven is a huge area, isn't it? It is. So yeah, I, yeah. I wonder necessarily if we're maybe aiming it at North Highcombe rather than North Kesteven. Maybe there's a, you know, it's what do you think? Yeah, we probably are. I mean, I think <laughs> <laughs> we definitely are. Uh, this, I mean, it does raise a kind of serious point. The the whole thing of borders and because of course these borders though they don't exist, although when we're stood in that field we couldn't see it. They're, they are real and they affect things like funding and the fact is everyone who lives out there in North Kesteven or for that matter North Highcombe let's be honest North Highcombe is Lincoln basically it's part of the urban mass of Lincoln that's correct it's a suburb of Lincoln you know get over yourselves that's, that's what it is <laughs> um, but, of course, but because of those borders because of those dotted red lines we don't get any council tax from those people so those people are, are you know working in Lincoln driving on Lincoln's roads shopping in Lincoln yeah they're contributing in, in terms of spending a bit of money in the centre mm-hmm. but um, we don't get the, the, the council tax from them so you know Lincoln is kind of losing out in that sense a lot of people who are using the facilities of Lincoln aren't really contributing to them because of these dotted red lines and yeah, divisions I mean that, that, that's like you say we, we, you're contradicting yourself a little bit there by saying well they do exist but they don't exist let's just knock it let's just knock through that, that whole thing you know I mean mm. they're, they're, but in generally Johnny aren't, aren't there going to be a lot of council jobs uh, that are going to disappear if those red lines disappeared um, I don't know I mean, I, personally if you want my opinion yes. you, you do want my opinion don't uh, you? I'm trying to goad you into it yeah yeah, yeah. I think that the, the boundaries of Lincoln need to be made bigger if you look on our map of where the boundaries of Lincoln are they're far too small loads of what is quite clearly Lincoln is not really included in Lincoln it needs to be right out there it needs to include like you know Nettleham and uh, Cherry Willingham and places like that they're essentially Lincoln okay so uh, the, the, the campaign kind of area the campaign starts here yeah that's yeah. what that's what you're saying you see I'm, I'm not sure if I believe in it but it's well it's something to do isn't it and you know how bored, is, yeah, you know yeah. how bored I get in the week so a uh, new Facebook page will uh, start appearing and uh, you know the, the camp what, what do you think a classy title is there a campaign has it got to be it's got to be a, a pointless campaign to uh, expand the city's boundaries yeah yeah I'll go with that yeah we'll start a petition excellent look out Highcombe we're coming to take you over. Lincoln A to Z. Now, when uh, when we decided we want to know about the past of each of our grids, Johnny and I were worried that this whole Lincoln A to Z thing might turn into something like hard work. So we were lucky enough to meet Joe Hughes at the Lincolnshire Archives, and she does the hard work for us. I'll admit I was stumped with this one, not so much because I couldn't find any historical information on a relatively featureless grid square, I've already covered a couple of grid squares which are close by, so I don't want to go over the same old ground of duck decoys, seasonal flooding, gravel extraction and land reclamation. I suppose I could have gone into the juicy history of Lincoln City's administrative boundaries and their relationship to the neighbouring districts, but luckily I found a tiny quirky historical factoid which, with your indulgence, I've built upon to create this week's podcast. Picture the scene. It's the 1980s. Level 42 at the height of their powers. The batwing jumper reigns supreme. The Berlin Wall's about to fall and everyone travels to work on a space hopper. In the midst of all this cultural upheaval, a ditch close to our grid square is being dredged. We can't be sure why it's being dredged, we can only assume it was to help drainage in some way or another. 
above the bass riffs of running in the family pumping through the headphones of his Sony Walkman Megabass in his tractor cabin, our dredging friend suddenly hears a metallic clang. He jumps down to investigate, his heart banging with barely suppressed excitement. He rescues a strange lump of mud from the teeth of his dredging bucket, I don't know if that's what they're called, wipes away the sticky clay only to discover he's quite literally struck gold, or rather copper alloy, fashioned by an ancient hand into the shape of a four-sided bell with a loop on the top to allow it to be attached to something or other. Its clapper was missing. Exciting stuff. Thirty years later, I unearthed the same artefact in our records when researching this grid square. Having looked online, it fits a description of a similar bell, square-based with protruding bits at the corners, which identifies it as being a possible Roman sleigh bell. Whilst we associate sledges with snow, they were a common form of transport over all sorts of surfaces which had low friction, such as mud, grass and even cobbles. When you imagine the bogginess of this area during the Roman era, inundated with floods from the Witham and Brayford Pool and freezing over in the winter, it suddenly becomes clear how sledges might have been a sensible mode of transporting people, or more likely goods and food around here. Sledges were also exempt from tolls, which must have made them a very attractive form of transport too, a bit like space hoppers. Sledges have been used by different civilizations for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. The ancient Egyptians had them. How else do you transport all those heavy blocks of limestone when you're building your pyramid? And they've been found by archaeologists in Viking remains in Scandinavia. As well as dragging stuff about, simple sledges could be used to thresh crops using planks of wood with sharpened stones or metal protuberances under the side, weighed down by passengers or heavy sacks, to separate the grain from the chaff. There are Roman documents which describe threshing sledges, and I think there's even one mentioned in the Bible. But I don't think that applies here. You don't need a bell on your threshing sledge. Sounds like a folk song. I'm going completely off course now, but even Roman ice skates have been found in London, made from smoothed animal bones. So anyway, my point is that as a country, it seems we've always been resourceful in finding ways to propel ourselves over our squelchy English fields in the depths of an icy winter, and even more resourceful in finding ways to tell people to get out of the way in time. Maybe our sleigh bell found buried in this week's grid square was a precursor to today's car horn. Or maybe it's not a bell from a sleigh at all. If it isn't, I've just wasted five minutes of your time. But if it is, I've possibly just enlightened you on the history of the sledge. My apologies if it's the former. My pleasure if it's the latter. Ten out of ten, as always, finding something out of nothing. Yeah, and that's uh, our good friend Joe Hughes from the Lincolnshire archives lincoln a to z on siren fm find us on twitter at lincoln a to z now when johnny and i have uh, what can loosely be described as production meetings in the pub uh, we think about who we can contact to give us a voice on the ground uh, and while we go out recording uh, and while we're there at our g10 grid uh, we got a little lost not for the first time ended up accidentally trespassing uh it was accidental, but trespassing all the same. Now, this is where we met Bob. He came out to show us the error of our ways, and he kindly agreed to give us the lowdown on the area. I've lived in this area since 1965. What changes have you seen over that time? Here, not a lot, but it's what they're going to do here, isn't it? Yeah, going to say, I mean, at the minute, you can't look at this and say, I remember when it was all fields, because it is. It still is. <laughs> but is this your far- so is this your farmland here, is it? No, we bought we bought the farmhouse. The farm now is um, he's retired, Mr. Sharp, who was a farmer. But Scarborough's farm worked the fields still. I see. Otherwise, these fields won't be used anyway because the council owned these fields. Right, I see. And it's uh, these are floodplains, as you know. I assume you know. Well, do you know what? I've been looking into this on the internet mm. just recently. There's some people think that that's like a local myth, and they they no, they, they, they think there's no. 
substance in this being a floodplain and you can't build on it. They, they, they think that the environment agency... It's definitely a floodplain. Okay, so well, what, well, what's telling you that? What's telling you that this is a floodplain? How do you know that? What's telling me a floodplain? Yeah. When this fills up and the water touches the bottom of that bridge, yeah. which it does, yeah. when you get your water table, it bubbles up out of the ground down there, and if you see the brown patches and that on the fields, you come back here in midsummer and go spade depth on the field behind our house and you lit water. Yeah. Now, I've got photographs of tractors on the field behind my house. Tractors pulling tractors, pulling tractors out of the field really? in threes, sunk to their axles in the summer. We know over the years, one of the reasons why this has happened because the Lincoln City Council down the bottom there, they, they skewbridge tip. They built that tip and it's high. Now the, the water that used to run down from that, down that hedge from this catch water to that catch water has been blocked for years. And if you go down to the bottom, two fields down and just over the fence, the water from the tip is gradually backing up this way. I see. And we've seen it over the years, over the 25 years we've lived there. And, it's, and I used to live down there. I used to live in uh, Waterloo Street. Oh, really? Yeah. Me too, me too, but not at the time when you probably were. Clinton Street, actually, we lived in, off oh, Waterloo right. Street. Yeah, 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 back when it was a street. But is this, so is this before Tritton Road? Oh, God, they want no Tritton Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want no Morrisons. <laughs> no, no, we've seen all that change. I mean, my wife, I met my wife down there in 1965. We've always lived in this area. <laughs> nice. Yeah, she's from London and I'm from Leicester originally. But I could tell you everything about this area because I, I've studied it all. Yeah? Yeah, this field here, there's all Roman pottery in this field. Is there? Yeah, that's full of Roman pottery all the way. There's a line of it. Goes all the way across to those oak trees, right through. That is, you can get Roman coins and everything up there. So when you saw us out today, do you think we were metal detecting? Do you think we were after something? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not supposed to, had you? you no. Know. And do you, think, do you think they will build on that? Do you think it'll, they'll, they'll just push it through anyway and build, build on it? They'll build on it whether we liked it, like it or not. They'll do it, but the thing is, we went to a meeting, and this environment chap, you know, he stood up and said, there's no wildlife down here, and we all laughed at him, because cause I've got cameras on my house. We watch muntjac deer, we, we watch seeker deer, everything come over this bridge, and they're in that wood. You know, that's all gonna go, isn't it? Yeah. It's all gonna disappear, but they say there's no wildlife. I could take you to badger sets down here, I could take you to all sorts down here. I, I walk all this land, I do, because I'm retired and I just walk it all. Yeah. I can tell you where everything is down here. Yeah, well, it's certainly a nice area, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, Don't spoil it. Yeah. Don't spoil it. Where else can you go in Lincoln and see the, see the city like that? And it's like being in the country. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And if they're going to build, well, originally this is five and a half thousand, but I think it's come down to three and a half thousand now houses and roads it's got the ruin Lincoln isn't it well I don't I mean is it going to bring money to it? I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here is it going to bring money to it the people who are going to come and live here are they going to be bringing money to us and making us more prosperous and where they're working yeah, that's a good question <laughs> so if they're going to come in from near the range and build houses all the way across there the more concrete you put in the ground that's less ground for the water to soak away and then you put your roads in and you all your foundations, where's the water going? Because it's gonna flow that way. Now if it flows, it's, it's gotta flow that way because that's the fall of the land. 
They either raise the land, which cost you millions to lift that, wouldn't they? You either raise it, or somebody's got to sort out a flood defence, haven't they? Well, yeah, I, do you know what? I mean, stood here thinking, stood here listening to you and, yeah. and, and thinking about it. I mean, there's, as, as well as just calling this a floodplain, can't we engineer? They're on about building lakes with pumps in. Yeah. Now, well, there you are. There's an engineering solution for yeah, that. that what, to me, that yeah, sounds plausible. In other parts of the country, when they've done that and the pump packs up, the village floods <laughs> yeah. on the news, isn't it? But here's, here's, here's how we're going to leave this, Bob, and I, I thank you for your time, but here's how we're going to leave this. I'm, I'm going to suggest to you that you get yourself a massive pump and then when all this place floods oh, over, as well as as well as being able to stand here and say I told you so, you'll oh. be able, you'll be able to rent that pump out and you'll be rich, rich, rich. Uh, which uh, I, I'm taking that idea to uh, Dragon's Den uh, later on next week. Uh, but yeah, I, I, again, we, I thanked him there, but I thank him again. Uh, thanks, Bob, not only for, for pointing out on the map where we were going wrong, uh, but also uh, for taking the time to speak to us. And uh, I think as we've as we've crisscrossed the city, there's a certain amount of anticipation and 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 fear and loathing maybe but from from uh, the eastern side uh, of, uh, of the residents who are looking at that eastern bypass being built and the disruption there and then from the western side as we're as we're discovering from our g10 grid and uh, a few others that we've seen down there uh, and we, we, we've covered well back in series one uh, the again the anticipation and the unknown about what's going to happen if a lot of houses get built in that area now obviously bob local resident uh, and been local for a long time knows the land i mean he really knows that land he, you know he walks about it all the time uh he's saying that in no doubt in his mind that that area will flood you build a load of houses you stick a load of concrete on it it's gonna flood um I, th- I was trying to play devil's advocate uh, through talking to him. I kind of, I, I kind of switched to switched to his side of things, really. But uh, I, su- I suppose the more concrete you put in, the more drainage you put in, and there are engineering solutions for it. But uh, uh, Johnny, you, you've done a, a, a little research on this. What do you think? Yeah, well, um, originally the Environment Agency agreed with Bob's view that that uh, Swanpool was a floodplain, but they've actually um, more recently withdrawn those objections. Uh, the Lincolnshire Joint Planning Unit, who are the the people who are, are having to plan for the, the huge expansion of housing in Lincolnshire, which is necessary because you know the population is growing, people need somewhere to live. Um, they say that the the land will be raised and that there are there are engineering solutions to the flooding, and they're confident of that. So, um, you know, t- t- very two uh, very disparate views on this. Um, difficult to know quite who's right. Obviously, someone like Bob, who lives in the area, has kind of a, a vested interest in in this not happening. I guess. Yes. Uh, equally, the the Lincolnshire Joint Planning Unit—they're under enormous pressure to build houses. There's apparently eighteen thousand homes they need to build in Lincoln alone, thousands more across Lincolnshire, uh, and they're under enormous pressure from the government to do that. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult area, isn't it? We have to leave it to the experts, I guess. Uh, yeah, we do. But, you know, you want you want a house, unless you're going to build them on stilts, that, 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 that's going to be protected uh, from, from the floods that we've seen over the, over the last year or so. But I suppose this is where, where Lincoln A to Z is our little project here. Uh, we can look back on this. You know, when you and I are old men rocking, yeah, rocking yeah. in our rocking chairs, we'll look back and we'll be able to, well, we'll be able to say we raised a couple of questions about it. Uh, and uh, we'll be able to perhaps say, well, we knew Bob. Bob knew best. Or... Yeah, maybe you want right. Want right after all. I don't. You know, it, it really is an unknown, isn't it? For, yeah. uh, I tell you, what would be strange though is to to see Bob's house again, which is kind of very isolated at the moment. All fields around it. Go back there in about maybe even just ten years' time. 
it will just be part of a regular street. It will just be one house among many others. Mm, yeah, and uh, it will look resplendent in that as well. It's I'm sure it will, sticker, yeah. Either yeah. that or a sticker like a sore thumb. <laughs> but I know what you'd do. You'd build a Victorian-style house Absolutely, all yeah. the way around there. Yeah, of course yeah. you would. Proper sash windows. Yeah. <laughs> of course you would. Lincoln A to Z. A question of Lincoln. the sound of the bells of Lincoln Cathedral can mean only one thing. It's time for a question of Lincoln here on Lincoln A to Z. And uh, Johnny, should you go first this week? Yeah, yeah, I'll go first this week. Nice, uh, easy one for you. Excellent. Uh, it's just been announced in the last couple of days, actually, that the comedian Jason Manford is coming back to Lincoln. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen it. And do you know why? All right, sorry, I've, I know you've you've written this all out. Yeah. Right. I know I was thinking about this at tea time when I got the email through from uh, from the engine shed and I thought he's only coming back to do that for one joke and that's to say, right, <laughs> I know why you're all here and I'm not buying you a drink. Are yeah, you, uh, that's I'm, probably it. Yeah, yeah. You you hadn't written that joke down, had you? I hadn't written that joke down. Okay, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 you've not you've not that's my it. joke. And then then everyone will laugh mm. uh, and then there's another half an hour and a half of well not much. Hey, carry on, Johnny. <laughs> okay, well, he's coming back on the 17th of July, so check out engineshed.com if you fancy going along to that. Uh, although he has said he's not buying the drinks this time. <laughs> um, but obviously, last time, as, as we've alluded to, he ended up buying the entire crowd oh, a drink no. because he was running 40 minutes late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I know where this is going. Go on. There were 835 people in the audience. Oh, no. How much did Jason's round oh. cost? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, here's your choice. Yeah, yeah, so, I think I know this. Go on, go, go. Was it A... £2,530 Is it B £3,530 or C £4,530 Your time starts now B, 3000 B, 3000 yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're Which right. Which is sometimes, you know, what what drinks can actually cost you if there's uh, more than four of you in a group at the engine shed. You know, for a student bar, that place is pretty pricey. Yeah, well, it averages at £4.22 per person. Which, really? uh, yeah, really? considering um, when he made the offer, he made it very clear, no spirits. Um, <laughs> but then they do sell Copperberg, so there you go. Well, there we are then, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Wow, uh, well done. Yeah, 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 I, I remember that. That, that 3,000 figure stuck out in my brain. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well done to him for that as well. I mean, you know, yeah, absolutely. He, you know, yeah. he's, he's absolutely loaded. Oh, he's he should just it. do that for every gig he goes to, really. <laughs> Uh, right, okay. Uh, now then, Johnny, my question of Lincoln to you. Okay. Now, after last week's brilliant question about the Northamptonshire-Lincolnshire border... Well, that was good. And uh, Thanks. And with, the, with this grid containing the Lincoln City and North Kesteven border, I've dared to step over that border, and I'd like to cross-examine and possibly even challenge your earlier comments in the programme that maybe the good citizens of North Kesteven, or maybe not, as a collective... A tolerant people. Okay. So according to Wikipedia, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, not only does my research, well, it doesn't go past the first page of Google, it rarely goes past the first result. So that's where I ended up with the Wikipedia thing. Um, what percentage of North Kesteven residents felt that their area, and I quote, their area is a place where people from different backgrounds can get along well together. Okay. Do the Castillo <laughs> residents think it's A, 20%, B, 82%, or C, 53%? Oh, um, well, see, I think people think that they're tolerant, you know. <laughs> uh, people always say, I'm not racist, but. So, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for the middle, I'm going to go for 53%. The middle 53? one, no, no, the middle one wasn't 53 No, no, well, right? the, the C. 
50 whatever percent. Okay, no, that's incorrect. Oh, it's wrong. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. there we go. Come on, push the big oh, X. X, 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 X. X. <laughs> there we go, come yeah. on. Yeah, you can always find it when I'm there, can't you? <laughs> when I get it wrong. Uh, no, it was B, 82%. Really? 82% of people God. in North Kestephen believe that they are, uh, their area is a place where people from different backgrounds can get along well together. Um, and that's uh, a source on a Mori poll in 2009. Uh, and a place survey, 2008, North Kestephen. Um, so there you go. Uh, proof, uh, if proof were needed, that <laughs> most surveys uh, people always tell the truth. Lincoln A to Z dot co dot UK. There we go, Robin. And I always think the uh, the beauty of that track is what it doesn't do. It could have gone a million places and it didn't. It main kept restrained, and that's that's the beauty of that luscious pop song. Johnny, what do you think of that song? Some some would call it monotonous. <laughs> so, yeah, it yeah. needed to go somewhere. I think it needed no, no, to no, lift it no, off. No, its beauty yeah, isn't so. its no. beauty isn't its refrain. But hey, sound sound is where we're going next uh, because at our exhibition at the uh, the the collection in Lincoln, uh, they have a huge sound wall there. And Johnny and I, as we uh, go on our travels around Lincoln, we are collecting not only uh, pieces uh, and objects to be part of the Lincoln A to Z, uh, a to Z exhibition, uh, but also sounds as well, which are going to appear on the sound wall uh, so recently uh, I've been on the uh, on the Facebook and our friends at you're probably from Lincoln if uh, now I also went on it's about Lincoln but I've, I've, I've lost those I had a sheet of paper which is somewhere between the studio and my house right now um, but now uh, we're going to be reading it from you're probably from Lincoln if on the Facebook and we, we were asking about as you go about your business in Lincoln what are your favourite sounds uh, and I without doubt mine is I, I work nights, so finishing a night shift is, is is a glorious thing. You've beat the night, uh, and not like you did when you were twenty three. You know, you've really you've you've beat the night. You've worked through it, uh, and the sun rises there, and the birds. The birds are in, you know incredibly noisy at that point. And for, for for people, the, the the day sleepers, as I as we like to call them, uh, they they find that uh, annoying uh, when it wakes them up. I find it uh, a, a wonderful, a chorus walking me home. Uh, Johnny, what have you got over there? Uh, well, Angie Trevor says um, she likes the peace and quiet when there's not much traffic about. I became aware of this, this last year when Monks Road was closed for a few weeks. It was so peaceful. That's something you don't hear very often, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. You know, earlier on I alluded that I used to live on Waterloo Street, which is uh, opposite Morrison's on uh, on Tritton Road. Mm. Other supermarkets are available, but you're intelligent enough to know that. And um, Christmas Day was the only time. When you live next to Tritton Road, was the only time yeah. you wouldn't hear anything. And it was wonderful. It was conspicuous by its absence, but it was absolutely wonderful. And and I, I do like walking down Doddington Road when there's not much happening as well because, you know, it's a thoroughfare of lorries thundering, thundering through and, uh, yeah, yeah, she's right, she's right. Um, a, a lot of people uh, mentioning the cathedral bells, of course. Big Tom. Um, and uh, amongst mine, I've got Daryl Bergen. Uh, cathedral bells on Thursday nights. Now, Johnny, you live nearer the cathedral than me. Can you hear the cathedral bell from your house? Uh, sometimes, yeah, I'm down the West End, so we're, we're a fair distance away, but, you know, if the wind's in the right direction, we can hear them. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, was just, I wasn't laughing at what you were saying. Although, maybe I should have done. Um, no, no, just looking down, reading down the sheet here, and uh, a chap called Tony saying that uh, the sirens on South Park Avenue. But that's that's, that's true. And, you know, I, as we know, and you'll hear later on in the programme, I moved out to the suburbs, and the sounds are very different in the suburbs to living, as I used to, near South Park Avenue, where there's a siren going past, you know, on a very regular basis. 
Yeah, you know, no, uh, no reflection on South Park Avenue. The police near the uh, fire stations down there, isn't it? And oh the, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The ambulance stations. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's not not all in all a rough area, but no. it's, it's it's just a thoroughfare for sirens and sirens and sirens. Yeah, yeah. And I used to live in a flat right in the centre of town, just on the Rayford, and um, yeah, you get very different sounds there. Students mainly late at night shouting and bawling. Yeah, but you live in the middle of a student area now. I don't. You don't get it around there. You don't, I'll keep telling you this. You don't get it around there. Um, Jim Welsh says silence. So on the same kind of tip as, as Angie there. And uh, Nigel Smith says rock music. I'm not sure. He doesn't specify where he's hearing that. I guess at the engine shed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rachel says that buskers. Oh, yeah. Do you know oh, what? yeah. I like a busker. I, I like do, a busker. Yeah. There's an area in town, isn't there? They're, they're lower below the Stonebow, where sort of anything goes, if you like. Further uphill, you're not allowed to do that kind of thing. Have you noticed this, Johnny? Yeah. You yeah. don't get approached by people, and you maybe get the odd busker, I don't think, but you don't get people selling your stuff, this kind of thing. And uh, when, you know, the remainder I've got all seem to stick down the same, uh, the same path. Obviously, uh, Christine. Uh, and uh, amongst others talking about the bird song Tracy in my new flat I've moved into the birds wake me up in the morning it's beautiful never had that in 13 years of living well she says somewhere else I'm not going to mention the name of that particular part of the city um, and uh, Beverly Townsend she says uh, I walked along the path by the river off of Dixon Street we all, I think we all know where that is it's a nice walk down there and uh, she remembers those lovely sounds the ducks were splashing in the water birds were singing and she could hear the cathedral bells very peaceful Fraz Longmate, I hope that's his real name. Uh, oh, what says, a name! That's a great name, isn't it? The stamp by Frangi and uh, Barry Whitworth also says Defo the Hammer. Uh, I guess they're both talking about the same thing. Now, is this? I work down Stamp End, mm-hmm. and pretty much every day at some point we hear something that sounds exactly like a whale call. <laughs> and I, I guess that's what it is. It, it, it's I, I say it really does sound like a whale call, but it's probably some pressure being let out of something somewhere. So I wonder if that's the hammer. Wait, not. What's the big engineering company that used to be down there? So the Forge is it? Something like that? the Drop Forge and that kind of thing, isn't it? Mm. You know, the, of, of that old area, the industrial place where we visited on our Monks Road grid, if yeah, you were, yeah. if you remember way back when. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's a big hammer that drops at some point during the day. All right, that might be it then. Well, you'd quite like to see that, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you won't want to work there, obviously, but you quite like to see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing to say to that. No, no, no it was the, do you know what? Do you know what? Flummoxed you there? I can tell you the exact point that you flummoxed. I can see it in your eyes. Charlie. <laughs> it was the word work. Yeah, I, I, you, I don't you, know what you're that trying is, to envisage yeah. something that wasn't behind the desk. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't understand that. Exactly, exactly. Uh, my bird song over this side of the desk continues anyway. Mel, our old friend Mel used to be on the reading room. Uh, the bird song mixed in with the city noise and how unlike many cities is not overshadowed by that city noise. And I, I think that's pretty true. That's true. And uh, Stephen James Curley says, and this is going to be a very familiar one, the sound of the train crossing warning on the high street <laughs> after I've walked through it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a definite. When you come, you're walking towards it and you yeah. get that moment, you know, where the, the siren starts going, you think, can I get through? Oh, can I gonna not? Run? Am I going to run? Yeah, yeah which of course leave? you should never do. No, no, no. But, no. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's something familiar to everyone in Lincoln, I think. That's right. And uh, Rachel and Beverly ending up here. Rachel and Beverly. Uh, well, they both, as ever, everyone likes the bird song. Um, uh, the church bells, but also they like the sound of children's laughter. Now, uh, do you remember when we were outside that? <laughs> oh, no, I don't, I don't want to go down this avenue. But I was going to say, do you remember when we were outside that school and we were recording, Johnny, and we heard yeah, it wasn't yeah. really children's laughter. It was children pulling each other's hair out, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah, before a teacher stepped in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, what did they what do they do? Do they either put their finger over their lips, I can't remember this now, or did they blow a whistle? Something like that. Something that really just, that was almost immediate, wasn't it? Yeah, it's spectacular, isn't it? It was magical. Um, okay, now it's time to hear from Treff. Now, if you're wondering uh, what Treff Davis, local poet, entrepreneur and drunkard, thinks of our G10 grid, uh, then you're in the right place.
G10, the problem seed. A stroke of the pen, global game, empire and politics, arbitrary decisions, divided peoples, straight lines, far-off rulers, hewing of nations, fields of fen farm, North Stephen Lincoln, Lincoln, North Stephen, just like that. Lincoln A to Z. We're about wrapping up here with our, our G10 grid square uh, on this episode of Lincoln A to Z. Uh, just time now to look forward, which is always a good thing to do, look forward to where we're going to be uh, next week. Johnny, where are we going next week? Uh, next week it's our N7 grid, Newport Roundabout. So you've got oh. the uh, that roundabout where Ooh. it's Longdale's Road, Yarborough Crescent Ooh. and Newport. Oh. And of course... The 10k route. Oh, the 10k run. <laughs> the 10k run. And uh, oh, you know, I should have been out for a run this week. I should have been out for a run this week, Johnny, because I said after I'd done the Lincoln 10k, I was going to keep it up. Um, I've made a lot of excuses about time. <laughs> uh, but uh, how did you keep up with your running uh, after the Lincoln 10k, Johnny? Uh, I, I kept up with it as much as I did before it. Yeah. You kept up watching. I kept up watching and, you know, sitting on my sofa and watching Breaking Bad, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. How are you getting on with that? I've, I've just finished it. Have you? Yeah, very, very good. Yeah, do, do you want to know do what know happens? Absolutely right? not. Uh, now then, just time now to thank everyone who's helped us in making this program. Uh, Joe Hughes from Lincolnshire Archive, uh, our good friend Treff, uh, and also Bob, who we bumped into uh, out on the grid. Uh, and thanks to him for talking to us uh, all about the area he lives in. Mm-hmm.